and we're on. Welcome to Thousand and One Anime Nights podcast series. This is episode zero. I'm your host Mridula, followed by my co-host Shubham on the other side. As this is an intro to our series, quick introductions are in order. This podcast series is an attempt to uncover hidden gems in the anime world and offer alternates to the usual popular animes that everybody tend to watch. Um, the animes we talk about are obviously very highly recommended. Occasionally, we might talk about stuff that we hate, but we will of course put a disclaimer there. Both Shubham and I are big anime nerds. That I agree completely with that. <laughs> yeah, Shubham. So because this is an intro series, why don't you tell us how you got into anime? Sure. So my first anime, as far as I remember, is a, a very little known and very poorly made series, which is to show up on Cartoon Network here in my country, called Ninja Robots. I think the Tobi Kage is the is the Japanese one. The t- name. Ninja Sensei Tobikage. Don't quote me on that. Yes, it is called Ninja Sensei Senshi Tobikage. Yeah. I'm googling because I've never heard of this anime before. Oh, anyway. yeah. So, so Ninja yeah. Senshi Tobikage, but it used to show up in the English uh, dubbed version. Yeah, as Ninja Robots. And yeah, that got me hooked to mecha. That got me hooked to you know stories that take outside of, for example, right. Uh, mm. Ninja Senshi starts on Mars and uh, is, deals with galactic uh, rivalry. So it, it, it was fun. It was fun. It called me completely hooked. It was unlike any other animated uh, stories that I had come across. How about you, Mridula? What got you hooked? Yeah, so I just realized, uh, so just looking at, googling the Ninja Robots, it came out in 1985. We are, we are outing our age maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But um, just going for, for me, my um, anime introduction is also was it was in the late nineties around ninety seven ninety eight. I started off with Yu Yu Hakusho. You would not believe um, this was time when VHS was still a thing. Actually, it was the only thing. So I I watched in English the two Yu Yu Hakusho in English because somebody had brought it brought the VHS tapes to my house and we was I was sitting and watching. So that was the first anime. I have always liked that genre, right? Because you have to shown in, and because back then there was no Google, so you will have to find, you have to find like sources to watch. So, and I also saw Fist of North Star also on VHS, Sailor Moon again on VHS before discovering like you anime on Cartoon Network. So only in like 2001 or something I discovered anime Nightstream on Cartoon Network. I started with One Piece on TV. So yeah. is it safe to say with all those VHS tapes that you are magnetically drawn to anime? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah. And then the TV was of course the, the cathode ray, so you're drawn like a battery, electrically drawn. But tell us, tell us about your, <laughs> tell us about your, so what, what did you watch on TV first, for example? Yeah, so first on TV, oh, I started... Who's this wonderful person who got you a VHS tape? Oh, it's a family member who was traveling and then they brought the VHS tape. I don't think they knew what anime was. They thought it was cartoon. Ah, so it was a mistake. <laughs> oh, yeah. A happy accident. Happy accident. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Because it was in English. Yeah, there was, it was funny. And and I, on, on Cartoon Network, I my, my first intro was One Piece. I started with One Piece episode 65 or 70 or something like that. I haven't looked back. I've been reading One Piece for almost the 19, sorry, 2001 to now is what? How many years, Shubham? 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, I've been with One Piece for 20 years. So that's how much of a nerd I am when it comes to anime. Literally, my life revolves around it. I've explored all kinds of genre from shonen to seinen to 
Yavoy when I was a randy teenager to occasional shoujo and jose as well. What about you? Do you have a favorite genre? So like you, obviously shonen was the genre that was first introduced to me. But after the Cartoon Network and Ninja Senshi Tobikage, there was a lull period. Hmm. Primarily because my caretakers did not believe in TV. They never got cable television until their kids at home who are studying, right? So <laughs> my, my caretakers actually got cable television only after I had graduated because I was you know, some, something like that. So, so I picked up again in college when I went to architecture college, uh, which was away from home. So I had moved away from uh, my hometown, so to speak. Hmm. And uh, an architecture college, as some of you who know, it's got pretty stressful. So I needed a they thought something to uh, relax with. And I chanced well, upon... French word he's slipping in, huh? Yes, because I did study architecture in, in a French-speaking location. Sure. So, <laughs> and, and I chanced... Uh, I, I just looked up HD anime, right? And Mobile Suit Gundam 00 showed up. So it was, I think, one of the first 720p. So I actually checked it out for the sake of the artwork and you know high resolution because screens had become high resolution hmm. and stuff like that and I really liked it again it was make anime uh, it was still focused on so uh, there's no spoiler here so I can tell you a little bit because that's the uh, the Gundam series there are many Gundam series and most of them actually follow somewhat the same storyline it's about the preparedness of earth so resolving earth's disputes internal disputes so that we are ready for the next frontier that is space Ah. Okay, that's the broad theme that you will see. There'll be slight variations on that, but essentially that. So, Double so Zero focuses on conflicts on Earth, for example. So, but there are other series where uh, Earthlings have already colonized Mars or some nearby planets and asteroids, but they're still humans are still fighting amongst each other, right? A bit. Uh, if anybody's seen The Expanse, uh, that's a series, not non-anime series on Amazon. Prime, I think. It deals with similar concepts, right? So we just colonized our nearest celestial bodies, but we still fight like we were tribes in the, you know, hmm. in a rainforest or a Saharan desert or something like that, right? The very, very primal um, ways of interacting with each other. So, no, you know, interestingly, oh, sorry. Go yeah, on, it's, go yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a really great theme, right? And uh, these kind of storylines are far more common in Japan and, hmm. and, uh, and British television for that matter. So even Doctor Who um, oh, yeah. often deals with the similar themes, right? Um, so maybe I'm just a sci-fi nerd, so I like space. And no, but it makes a lot of sense, right? I'm, I'm currently on a Star Trek. I'm watching Star Trek The Next Generation again for like, I don't know how many, how many at the time. But one of the things that, that, that when you look at the current situation, you always wonder, there is no way humans can live in harmony in outer space, looking at the way we are right now. But yeah. But interestingly enough, Shubham, I never got into Mecca. The only Mecca anime I saw was uh, Vision of Escafalone knee or however you pronounce it it was bad so it completely put me off mecca as a genre although i like action violence and fighting mecca is something i never got into oh i would have you seen lelouch of the rebellion lelouch code gears right yes code gears. yeah code gears I, i've seen i i think i saw one season maybe i don't remember it's been so long Oh, I see. So that, that's an easy one to recommend because the mecha is not the main part of the but it is still important. And yeah, it's, a, it's an easy way to get... But the main story is mostly about intrigue and, you know, about the characters. So it's character-driven. So that might be an easy recommend. Do I know any mecha? No. Guren Lagan is something I, I know is also equally popular. 
Yeah, Gurun Lagan is it's got a lot of yeah that, that I don't know if it'll get you hooked to Mecca though, the Mecca yeah. genre as we know because it it has a, its own take on Mecca which is different from the mainstream Mecca that you see where you have a teenage teenage person piloting. <laughs> so Evangelion I think is the popular entry point for a lot of people for the Mecca genre I think. Hmm. Yeah, so, I think so too. It 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 is uh, it yeah. is very very famous. But again, Evangelion is not the normal mecha, right? It's uh, different. Evangelion is Evangelion's got its own <laughs> very original parts. Anyway, so the mecha genre is what uh, is what's my gateway drug, so to speak, uh, into anime. Hmm. And then, but then I okay, so I, I saw Double Zero. I was really impressed with the artwork and oh wow! And it it had very tasteful implementation of uh, CG graphics, right? Unlike some of the ones I saw later. So hey, this this is a new uh, era in this industry, right? Different from <coughs> Ninja robots, hmm. hand drawn, and it, it, Ninja robots specifically had very low production budget, so they'll have these repeating scenes, right? They'll use fight scenes from previous episodes into new episodes, and and stuff like that. So seeing Double Zero and seeing that they had high production value, so I was looking at other high production value stuff, and I came across Cowboy Bebop. That is also another uh, entry point for most people looking, sort of getting started into anime. Correct, because it's it's like the Citizen Kane of anime. Right? Yeah. Nobody argues that it's not good. <laughs> People argue whether it should be number one or not, but nobody argues that it's not good. And uh, and it's it's. I think it's one of the first anime to have used CG. So it came out in I think ninety two, ninety three, and the very few elements on the screen were computer generated. So mm. mostly hand drawn. It's a four by three. The colors are great. Now th- this one I saw the dubbed version. In fact, hmm. uh, most yeah. of these I saw uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero. Also, I saw the dub version, and uh, it so happens that these these specific anime that I saw had good dubs. So it took me a while to see that dubs are generally, on average, poor, and I'm better off watching with subtitles. Oh yeah, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho. I will never forget it. Like uh, the voice acting was so bad. Like in 1998, obviously I didn't realize it, but when you after I, I saw the Japanese version, and then I went back and tried watching the English version again. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Like the, for example, one of the characters' name is Kobara. Okay, Kobara. When they in the same Japanese Kobara. When the same um, thing happens in English, it's Kobara, and you're like, oh my god, cringe, cringe at so many levels. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. The, the, it's extra Americanized sometimes. Even yeah. if the voice actor is not a native American speaker, or or even if you're an american voice actor why do you americanize non american names right yeah so yeah it it can be very off putting it just breaks the illusion of you're watching japanese anime because <laughs> you have the extremely americanized proper nouns which doesn't make sense yeah exactly but so, yeah so this so for our listeners so you must have gotten a sense of the kind of animes we'll be discussing here bochi woman i have gone through the motions of starting with Shonen, we have gone to seinen, and probably very deep psychological seinen that that messes up your head, and occasionally back to like watching mainstream shonen as well. Is that correct, <laughs> Shubham? Do you watch mainstream shonen? Shonen is the uh, shonen is the carbohydrate of my anime diet, <laughs> so it's there. It's a large part of meal, but the carbs aren't the interesting bit, right? So they they are the filler. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Ho- what we hope to do is to. introduce you to some of the interesting dishes that are interesting items that are on our plate as well apart from the shonen stuff because shonen stuff you will hear everywhere and that's netflix has been pushing for anime quite a bit so i'm yeah. hoping if you're checking out that section you will come across at least uh, 
popular and easy easy watches right uh, interesting time pass watches it's it's a term that we use <laughs> in our circles so great time pass entertainment in the anime world on netflix available right now nowadays but we want to actually through our experience what we've come across some unearthed hidden gems stuff that the mainstream media may not particularly push but i am mm. sure you might find you my listener right will find it interesting um, to explore because there are some genres some storylines that are not possible to be displayed on television for example i'm not on mainstream like, television on yeah. mainstream television right so i think you are think of us as the movie of <laughs> the anime world <laughs> if there could be anything like that so uh, slightly off the mainstream but interesting easy to digest well made as well is what we would like to provide think of it as an album from a music genre that you don't normally listen to but because the album is so great it's well produced and uh, so i don't listen to rap a lot right but i enjoyed run the jewels because it's so good it, the the quality spans across uh, beyond your preference for the genre so that's what we hope to bring to you there are a few of them a number of them that we have come across in anime and uh, we'd like to share those definitely that that's the whole point of this podcast series like shubham said because shubham and i are huge fans and we often end up discussing anime and then we suddenly one day we decided oh why don't we share our love for anime with the world and that's offbeat. how offbeat yeah, offbeat anime with the world and that's how we decided okay let's do a podcast series in the podcast we have multiple dif- multiple formats so a normal uh, format would be a 20 to 30 minute interview style dissection of an anime where shubham and i will question each other about an anime they have seen other person has not and then we'll do a long form so that will be anywhere between 45 to 60 minutes where we'll focus on delving deeper into the storyline delving deeper into the cultural aspects the significance of it the art the seiyuu and all of that so we hope to present multiple formats that will interest you so please do feel free to listen to whichever ones uh, that you like the most whichever format you like the most or you can listen to both either works for us absolutely and let us know your preferences so we will be on twitter uh, we'd love to get your feedback since this is our first podcast as well um, we'd love to get your feedback let us know which one do you prefer or was there any aspect that you liked or something that you didn't like right it's it's good to know those as well because uh, that helps us avoid those patterns for future episodes so you can enjoy it better so we are available on twitter at at 1001 anime nights 1001 is written with numbers so 1001 anime nights nights as in day night not you know nights of in shining armor sedonia <laughs> sedonia sure yeah. so yeah we'll put the links in the in the description thanks for listening on our inaugural episode mrithula any parting words no parting words go jump straight to episode 1 Looking forward to your feedback everyone. Thank right, you so it's much. It's already there. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoy the next episode. Take care. Bye.